Hello. What's up, Neelam? Hello. Hello. How are you feeling? Pretty spooky. Yeah, scary. Spooky, scary. Do you remember your your first internet horror story that you read? I remember a scary story that I heard as a kid that really traumatized me, but it wasn't internet-based. Okay. You can still tell it. Okay. I don't know if you're going to love this one. Okay. Why? It really scared me, though, as a kid, and I think about it to this day all the time. Every Does time it get still scare you? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Yeah, but it's, like, a little dated. All right, Is it racist? <laughs> no. It's a little, uh, co- it's a little culturally placed. Yeah, I mean... Is it like a human trafficking story? No. Okay. Okay. No, it's a it's a story of like mismanaged public um, infrastructure. <laughs> the scariest thing of all. Yeah. So I grew up on the Carroll Street station. I have no association with that. Is it a train station specific scary story? Yes. Wait, about your specific station? Yes. That's why it scared me. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Who told you this? Like my a mother. homeless guy on no, the my spot? mother when I was a child. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, okay. Um, and I must have been, because I moved yeah, out of Yeah, were you like place. trying to take the subway by yourself? No, and was, she was like, oh, well, you can't. It's haunted. Nope. I was probably six years old because I moved oh. to that apartment when I was eight. And it was like well, it was well before we moved. So it was like when I was younger. That's why I'm kind of surprised that like. Maybe my mom will listen to this and will give me some update. But I remember her telling me this and it freaked me the fuck out. Either way. Okay, so it's like 2006. Earlier. 2004. Yeah, something like that. New York, Brooklyn. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this train station is still this exact way. It's one of those things. (laughs) It's still haunted. Actually, you know what? Our train station right now has this situation. But you wouldn't quite get into the same situation. (laughs) Um, I digress. So... I have no idea what this story is. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hate it. Um, so, so you there's there's like the and then the style. Indian comes out of the station. <laughs> no, there's like the turnstile booths where you like um that's like side by side like a belt belt sort of um turny thingy and then there's the one that's floor to ceiling like well, sure gate. the ones like oh, oh yeah. okay sure, sure sure the gate ones that go round and round and then just like the ones that you can have regular style yeah, yeah so yeah. there's one way of exiting the f train at the carroll street station where you can only go out that floor to ceiling turny thing and it doesn't have a swipe feature it's mm-hmm. out only right okay and that exit also only has one stairway that leads up to the outside and you know how sometimes they close off subway entrances and exits and they like put the gate yeah so they put the gate up on the top of the stairs of that station and a woman didn't know walking out and she left the platform goes through the floor to ceiling gate thingy and then realizes she's trapped Oh, in the little, like, triangle? Yeah, basically, like, where you get your Metro card, and then where you go. Oh, okay, okay, so she's trapped in this little, like, lobby. Yep, this is before cell phones, like, before any of that stuff. Okay, I don't know. It is 2004. She couldn't call for help. There was a guy in there already, (laughs) and he raped her. That's it? Your mother was just telling you about a rape at age six? (laughs) 
It was a really scary story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, that's horrifying. I obviously think about that kind of thing often. I hate that kind of situation. That's I hate that. I hate, <laughs> um, I, I hate yeah. those. I've, I've, they do have that in Philly often. Yeah. Sort of like halfway uh, little purgatories. And usually you can tell when you're going down one because it just it becomes clear that you're yeah, not you're in a subway. You're in a toilet. Like it just smells like so much pee. And then it's like, oh, this subway isn't like active right now. It's just become a toilet for the masses. Yeah. Um, but then you're already down there. That is a horror story in its own. That's happened to me before. Um, there's just like so much pee. Or poop. I feel like Philly's a big poop Yeah. City. Your, your station is a hot spot for there being poop there. It is. Every time I come to record, I've like seen like seven forms of human suffering on the way over. And you know what? Like kind of smoked a cig, ready to hop on the mic and crack wise about like <laughs> internet shopping. <laughs> Past two people dying, someone smearing their shit on the subway, you know, someone calling for help, and yeah. seven people ignoring them. <laughs> um, eight after I walk by. It's so I was afraid. Literally, I was afraid is a documentary. <laughs> yeah, about my life. About Kensington. And I'm the mother. <laughs> I mean, I am so the mother. You're so the mother. You're so right too. And you're so mother. A piece of shit. Yeah, a little whining bitch. Little bitch boy. Mm-hmm. His little pajamas. Um. Yeah, that was a scary. <laughs> that was a scary story. Yeah, is that where you thought I was going to take it? No, no. Also, <laughs> kind of <laughs> like topic. Didn't have that good. Um. I mean, your storytelling was really good up until the climax. You know, and I didn't want to for her dignity. I wanted to preserve the. Yeah, I'm details that I don't know. I think it was just a regular rape. I don't know. I don't think there was anything to speak of. I think he was houseless, allegedly. (laughs) That's why I said it wasn't dated. I knew there was something there. (laughs) He was in between housing opportunities. (laughs) He was crashing with a friend. The friend was the F train. (laughs) Okay, well, that's we're off to a a good start. Um, The scariest things are often the reality, you know. We are here for part two of our creepy pasta episode. We are diving into some more internet classics. We've got on deck Jeff the Killer, Mm. uh, Cave Ted Ted the the Caver. Caver. Oh, and Ben Drowned. So that's different. But um, yeah, Nina, Nina, I was trying to think of like a scary name to give you. Nina the Killer. Okay, well, that's that's kind of lazy. (laughs) All right, uh, strap up. (laughs) Okay. Strap up, strap on, strap in. Strap in. Oh, the F train is taking off. (laughs) Ew. The F train's not taking off. The F train's left you at the platform and you're trapped. Stop. (laughs) You can't get out. And someone's watching. Play the tune. Apocalypse. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm Olivia. I'm Nina. And this is Apocalypse. Wow. And today we are getting to more creepy pastas. If you haven't listened to our part one, Ooh. you want to go on back and listen to that. We got lots of treats for your ears and lots of fun secrets. Yeah, we discussed the etymology of of creepy pasta. 
Yeah, it takes a few seconds. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you um, probably need to listen to the 30-minute episode to find out. Yeah, it might be 40, might be 10. Who knows? <laughs> so we're going to wait for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then come right. back to this. Come back. We'll be here. Okay, we're back. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy? Did you have a good listen? So now that you're all caught up, we can keep going. Finally, we are talking about some more creepypastas. We have some more hits of mm-hmm. classic ones to to hear about and then we're gonna talk about where are we now what is the the current pasta mm. um but nina tell me about mr ted the caver mr ted the caver so i was excited about this one because i am so afraid of caves mm-hmm. me too. Caves. very creepy claustrophobic spooky bad even if there's nothing supernatural ted the caver like i really feel like refined that fear in the cultural landscape for everybody this hit the streets (laughs) in like the like it the legend was the story was from 2000 so i'm guessing it came out around 2001 it was one of the earliest creepypastas that wasn't just like a full-blown like chain message on like aol via email Mm-hmm. And the concept behind this is that it's a series of journal entries by this caver named Ted. And Ted is going down and exploring the cave with him and his buddies. It's honestly a lot like The Descent, the movie, and The Descent, the movie came out like far after this. So I was a little disappointed that that concept had already existed. But I guess, you know, it's a, it's a story as old as time. Caves are spooky. Anyone can say that. <laughs> so I've been saying it for years. For years, yeah. So another thing I'll say about this is that it's accompanied by visual photos of, like, mm. not any horror that's happening in the caves, but, but like, spooky, caves. unsettling images. A lot of the horror starts out similar to The Descent, where it's just regular cave horror, like, mm, um, hypo- Yeah, not hypochondria. What is claustrophobia. it? Claustrophobia. Yeah. Hypochondria is the one you have. Mm-hmm. I could have a little of both. Maybe I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> 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 that was a good one. Thank you. Maybe I am, though. I wouldn't go into this cave, I'll tell you that. Mm. I'm going to get rabies or something. You're going to get raped in the cave. <laughs> yeah, you can't get out. <laughs> they traps you in, and then you realize there's been some guy squatting there. <laughs> that was when let's they, just say <laughs> there's no houses in the caves. <laughs> He's in between caves. <laughs> He's in between caves. <laughs> Um, either way so ted he's going down into the caves he's like squeezing through these tiny little holes he's showing the pictures he's showing home yeah he's showing his hole his friend's holes they're having crazy orgies down there or whatever i don't know basically as they move further into the cave strange hieroglyphs and winds are encountered very spooky very supernatural he decides to go back to the cave after all this spooky stuff has happened. I guess they're like, it's oh, like a serious journal. The they, I think they exit the cave multiple times. Okay. Um, Keep talking. And then they're like, we're only going to go back into the cave if we bring a gun. Oh. And then you never hear from Ted again. Okay. So, kind of a disappointing one. Yeah. I mean, it's more, I think, like the ambiance. It was a 96-minute read or mm-hmm. something. I did not read it all. I'm going to be honest. I don't have 96 minutes of my life. But I, yeah. I scrolled up. I mean, I assume it was like doled out, you know, in little nuggets. Yeah, because it was like journal entries. Mm-hmm. And they had and the photos were like, the photos were pretty creepy. There's a lot of different chapters when I'm looking. There are interesting chapter titles. I see... Ted the Caver Discovery, Ted the Caver Work Begins, Ted the Caver Noises, Ted the Caver Work Continues, Yeah. Ted the Caver Success. Look, see his feet stuck in the cave? 
Oh, that's such a small hole. And that's what I'm saying. Mm. Like yeah, hole. and these do look like real pictures. I mean, they are a real photo of a real man in a cave. Cavers do crazy shit like that. It just yeah, it, the winds and stuff yeah, is maybe not so real. Is the idea that it was aliens? Is that what people are saying? I think it was a ghost. Ghosts. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Ted the caver. It's a lot of fan art about him. There's a dog. There's a doggy in there. I mean, it makes me sad that a dog would be in a cave, period. Mm-hmm. Although some caves are, like, good for you. I was in a cave once that they said they put people with asthma in. They would, like, bring them down and have them sit there for, like, hours and, it would, like, cure their asthma. Because of the oxygen or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some good air down there. There's a cave that's full of giant crystals. I think a lot of caves are. This one's crazy, though. <laughs> I don't know anything more. I think it's in Mexico. I mean, I think it's kind of scary to think about a cave of like a lot of people with asthma in it. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> they're just there. sitting there. <laughs> yeah, they're like wheezing. Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't really hook me, but I think you know, if I were, it's the narrative. Mm-hmm. I'll this read is very it later. Blair. Well, that's helpful. I'll enjoy after it we record this podcast about it. I just want to enjoy. Oh, it yeah, uh, we should look into that. <laughs> That seems really interesting. We should do some research. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, intrigued. Okay. But not exhilarated. Yeah, no, it doesn't have the like special sauce that the Russian sleep experiment did. No, especially because there's no ending. It ends on a cliffhanger where it's like, and something bad will happen, but you never see the creepy ghost. You never see the Mm -hmm. creepy aliens. And people find that quite scary sometimes, you know, the unknowing. Yeah. I like to know. I like to know. And I like to be a That's why your story was so good in the beginning. Because it's really clear what happens. My story? <laughs> well, you got to find story. out what yeah, happened. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It was Wrap a consensus. It, it was a concise yarn. Um, I, <laughs> uh, okay, so Ted the Caver is very like kind of based in media, sort of like in form. I mean, yeah, like, it was it's an experimental concept. Mm-hmm. Very, very war of the world. As yes. We've decided in yes. the past, you know, sort of really brought you into that narrative. And this is one where it's not really trying to wow you with your, with its prose. It's more trying to be like tricky a little bit, yeah. which is what I don't also like. I also don't really like to be tricked. I like to be treated. Twist. Oh, I love a twist. I love a twist. Not really any twist here though. No, that's the thing. When I flagged this i was like "Ooh, cave story cave story. i know you were so excited i was so and excited then you proceeded to not even try and read it well because i was waiting to be surprised i wanted to keep my reaction fresh and now you have my fresh honest reaction which was like oh yeah caves are spooky though kind of like um okay well jeff the killer let's meet this guy is that one better I don't know. I also haven't read this one. <laughs> the table's turned. We're trying to do a cold reading. Cold read. We want our fresh live reaction. Yeah. All right. What if I get so scared? I like to do something crazy, you know? Jeff the Killer is one of the most notorious ones. It was created by deviant art member Susser in 2011. And that is uh, similar to the way that I, they cited the, the creation of Slender Man. I believe that they are talking about the image is was created by Susser in 2011, not the story. But mm-hmm. Jeff the Killer, the image that inspired the story, similar to Slender Man, is this little cartoon. Don't love it personally. It's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is Slender Man. Let's not look real. Oh, I've seen this before. 
Oh, yeah, that actually wasn't what I thought. Is it, was. it a cartoon? Um, it's kind of like an edited image. Yeah, no, I was picturing something else. This, I guess, what I, I had like seen was fan art. No, this is the most classic uh, picture that comes up during a like a jump scare at the end of a video. Yeah, honestly, Momo is very similar to Momo. Killer. They sort of just recycled. I wonder if they like ever explored each other's bodies. Jeff the Killer don't really like his style. All very similar to Momo and the Russian sleep experiment guy. Just sort of like no nose, yeah, big cavernous eyes. He's also been to Transylvania for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, tight mouth. Although he could use yeah. some lip filler, thin lips. What were you going to say? You're going to say something transphobic? No, I don't remember what I was going to say. Wow. Yeah. Transphobic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, now like I'm looking for it. Just wondering name. about like Jeff the Killer's... Um, I just wonder if Jeff the Killer... Transitioned? Yeah, maybe. Into Momo. <laughs> oh, honestly, that would... In 2015, the tides changed... Yeah. The killer was like, I'm not relevant. Although anymore. there is a Jane the Killer, too. Oh, really? Oh. Okay, yeah. Get me into the story. Well, she's not in here. Jeff oh. the Killer has so many spinoffs. Like, that's... Okay. It's one of the most inspirational Slenderman, I think, kind of tipped the outside world. But Jeff the Killer is classic for for the the creation, the different spinoffs that it has, it has mm. in, inspired. Jeff the Killer was the given name of a 13-year-old boy who, after surviving a brutally disfiguring attack by bullies, had a mental break and slaughtered them in retribution. The bully attack had left Jeff badly burned, and in order to keep his spirits up, he carved a garish smile into his face, Tales as we see time. in the picture. Yeah, I'm always doing that to cheer myself up. When his parents became concerned about his spiraling behavior, he murdered them with a knife, Jeff the Killer story might as well have been the Joker's origin. That's what I was about to say. Also, have you heard of the Glasgow Smile? No, what's that? It's that. It's um. It's that. <laughs> cut the Joker smile into your face, and mm. I think it was like gang related in Glasgow. Yeah, there's also like the story of the Black Dahlia is like the. I think that's a similar thing, except she got the smile carved into her by someone else. Um, yeah, I don't like that. It would be very hard to heal those muscles. If someone were to cut through the cheek muscles, I feel yeah, like Yeah, you know what? Difficult. Also, I mean, so this write-up is saying that Jeff the Killer is kind of old news. It's lost all of his impact because of the recent new Batman movies and Joker movies that Jeff the Killer is over. And when we're going to look at the future and present of creepypastas, we'll see that people are kind of not vibing with Jeff the Killer anymore. But that also reminded me of this movie Smile, you know, that horror oh, movie yeah, that came out yeah, recently. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very I Jeff the Killer it, vibes. Though. I didn't see it either, but they, but they had a natural the smile. It is not a natural smile. Natural in that they didn't have to look at this. They look crazy. I mean, yeah, it's a big smile, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, this is very similar to Jeff the Killer. He didn't have to crazy cut eyes. Oh my god! Wait, what is this? I mean, yeah, that's really bad. Gotta watch that's the smile movie. entity. He has so many mouths and no skin. He's that's not cute. natural at all. Yeah. He guy. does look better than Jeff the Killer. I think so, yeah, and honestly looks more burned up. I mean, if we're looking at Jeff the Killer, the picture of him, it's not really looking cut into his Wait. face either. I mean, they love Jeff the Killer. They made him cute here. They have chibi. It's like Slenderman where they have all the horny deviant art. I mean, okay. They love an it? underdog. This is so funny that they This one? That. Yeah, I mean, it's... I love you, Night. 
<laughs> Jeff the Killer is talking to his knife, saying, I love you, knife. I mean, he's, yeah, he's very joker. He's very, like, misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Loner. Not like the other boys. I wonder, it said his given name is Jeff the Killer. I wonder if that's like a part of the expanded lore that like he was named Jeff the Killer. So then he's like, like living up to his life. Yeah, he's like trying to escape it, but he never can. So it's like Oedipus. But I think that was just a typo. I think it's like the character's name is Jeff the Killer and he was probably just Jeff first. Yeah. 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 Jeff is a pretty. Uh, yeah, but Jeff's not a great name either. Yeah. Didn't leave him many options. <laughs> yeah. No wonder he killed his parents. <laughs> so um, Jeff the Killer's kind of over the next section of. Why is he over though? <laughs> because it says, it says that it lost its impact after the Batman. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, that does kind of ruin it. Because it is like, is this just bootleg Joker? I know, but it's kind of confusing because obviously Joker always existed once Jeff the Killer came out because he came out in like 2008. So, like, I don't, 2011. So, but I guess he just became more popular with the Joker movie. It says. The Jeff the Killer story might as well have been the Joker's origins, and with the comparisons to the infamous Batman villain made in recent years, combined with his presentation, Jeff the Killer has lost all of his impact. Poor guy. Yeah, so now he just has to keep killing people more. Maybe there'll be, like, some copycats. I mean, yeah, I think there are plenty. And it's the Joker. (laughs) Well, I did see something about Jane the Killer. Yeah, see who she is. Oh, oh, she's beautiful. She looks Goth. way better. <laughs> yeah. She looks way better than Momo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think Jeff the Killer transitioned into Momo. I think Jane the Killer. Jane the Killer isn't who Jeff the Killer transitioned no, into? No, because she's way too beautiful. He doesn't like her at all. Look, the Killer Saga. Momo's in there. Yeah. Jeff the Killer's in there. Another smiley guy is in there. And then Jane the Killer is there with Momo. See, Jane the Killer is looking so much cuter than Momo. Yeah, she is. She is. She's like very mysterious. She's not smiling. Yeah. She's got a nice she's, outfit. Yeah, she's pretty. She's smoldering. Nina? <laughs> oh, Jane the Killer, Nina. Oh, oh, Nina the Killer. Nina the Killer. Nina the Killer. Click oh, on that. Oh, wow. Scream Jane the, the Killer versus Nina the Killer. Jeff the Killer. Nina. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this is this Nina the Killer? <laughs> Nina. No, I think, Nina the, I think this is Nina. That Wait. Oh, I see. I see. No, because this is Nina. Who is wow. Nina the Killer? Wow. And we were, here we were just moments ago joking about how Nina the Killer would not yeah, be a very good name. Okay, and it's already taken. Nina the Killer is the titular main protagonist of the creepypasta Nina the Killer. Nina was once a normal fangirl of Jeff the Killer, but mm. turned into an insane and remorseless serial killer after one horrible day at school. Mm. Wow, you're Hardly so close. Joker, yeah. Um, she started as a normal fangirl of Jeff. She would adore the creepypasta character for nearly every quality about him and continue to read the story. Hmm. Okay, so I guess she has a brother named Chris. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> that in there. Okay, however, after attending school, a few bullies... They burned her, too. They began to harass Nina and Chris, her brother. Uh, <laughs> the first incident led her to almost kill her bullies. Chris is obviously disturbed by the events, da-da-da. Okay, Nina wants to change into some fresh clothes. The story is told very badly. Mm, yeah, I I told you the writing is hit or miss. Yeah, not everyone's talented. Uh, okay, yeah, they just keep bringing out more information as if I knew this already. <laughs> she has a doll that she kept within her closet, and she whispers that Jeff had made so, huh? 
Okay. After returning to school, a letter was found in her locker detailing how she was caught in the act of attempted murder, but it complimented her for her extreme skill. Okay. Interesting. Someone found her killing somebody. I I got it. I didn't quite understand that. Oh, okay. It's Jane. So then she meets Jane, I think. There's a lot here. So they keep bringing out characters. There's Claudia. There's Smile Dog. (laughs) There's Smile Dog. Oh, God. I do like this thing of, okay, so Nina wakes up with bandages on her face. She walks past what she thought was a mirror, and she unwraps her bandages. She has white skin now and with a leather texture. She says, I'm beautiful, but not done yet. She punched the mirror and picked up a shard of glass. She started to slit the creases in her mouth, just like Jeff. Her mom walked in, horrified by what she had seen. Aren't I beautiful, mommy? She asked. Her mom screamed and started to run, but Nina was too fast. She took the mirror shard and slit her mother's throat. A doctor ran in along with three police officers. They tranquilized her and took her to the asylum. She woke up in a padded room in a straitjacket. You were just Mm -hmm. saying you wanted that. Mm -hmm. A nurse was next to her, stitching her recent cuts. Nina tugged and moved, but she was locked down. Hmm. Okay, well... After finding out who Jeff the killer was, she became insane. (laughs) That changes after going to an asylum. Then she becomes less insane. She started talking about unnecessary topics Mm -hmm. like a wall and going even more insane. Okay. I'm seeing some (laughs) correlations. Uh, She finally broke out of the asylum and met Jeff, but that wasn't pretty, though. Hmm. To this day, she still wants to find Jeff. The implication. She tends to dress like Jeff and try and think like him. She'll do anything to find him. Hmm. I like that there is, like, creepypasta fans within creepypasta. Right. Like... I can no, there's see many how layers. The Slenderman girls sort of found themselves in that situation because, in a way, that's like the narrative of this Jane girl or this Nina girl, and they're just like living up to their own. Totally. Like, I could see, especially from a child's perspective, but it's like, I feel like they're kind of egging this on by yeah. making it super confusing where it's like, and there's so many layers. There's so many characters on this side. It's like way too much. You could really be spending a lot of time, just like Nina did, <laughs> on the message boards. Like, Fiending out. I know. Guy. Nina seems like someone who would like tweet like 16 times a day, just like about like nonsense, angry things, and sort of like be tweeting at George Santos and just like doing all these crazy things I in our DMs. Nice things to George Santos. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't blocked us. It's a cautionary tale about parasocial relationships. Nina the killer is. So what I wanted to talk about is this lost episode style of creepypasta. Mm. This is a subgenre of creepypastas, and it's like specifically stories that are like in dialogue with video games or TV shows. And the idea is that they're pretending to be like a lost or like forbidden episode of a TV show or of a video game, like some sort of secret haunted like archive, which is so interesting and Mm -hmm. fun to me that it's like a whole genre of scary stories that are like very widely dispersed and stuff it's not like a niche thing but it's the idea of archival footage you know which is so like nerdy and fun Mm -hmm. um and And also like 
fan lore of your favorite series or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like both. Well, they're saying it's like you haven't even seen this yet. This is yeah. like it got buried in the archives because it couldn't be released because da 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 da. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of stupid ones. There's the other thing where it's like the idea of I feel like I've seen this about like several different ones, but the most famous one is like the Winnie the Pooh thing where it's like people are like, oh, well, it's actually about like all the different kinds of mental illness and oh, Christopher Robbins yeah, is like yeah, schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they've done that about like everything where that's like some story of like, oh, did you know that like the creator of The Simpsons, like actually all his kids died? And the I guess they went into it about The Simpsons, but they, like something cute. Yeah. Like his kids died and the kids were named like these characters. So the characters are actually like him trying to like contact his dead kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the type of shit that I like ate up when I was a kid. I was yeah. Like, oh, hi. I didn't know that. No, I do. <laughs> I do. Can't wait to tell 10 friends. <laughs> and then it kind of like way too late was like, wait, that's so weird weird that that kept happening and like all these people kept making these shows about like all the mental illnesses (laughs) they had and they're like strangely dead children but so that's what this kind of reminds me of which kind of gets me off my like sort of romantic view of it Mm -hmm. as being like this taking like this view of technology and of like hidden footage and media it is just these silly stories but I still think it's interesting. I really like the like clashing of media, the like recycling and repurposing of other people's stuff and the like creation of larger cultural narratives through online communities. Yeah. Kind of cool. And no, I mean, I love it. Me, kind of reminds me of like how I uh, like even TikTok and stuff, like how you have like a little sound bit from one person's thing and then you overlay that with like a random person's like weirdo recording and then you also add like a trap beat and one other song and then that inspires like 50,000 jokes that are totally unrelated to the meme it's like yeah I like that no I think that's nice for humanity to be pushing boundaries in I feel like that's such a classic criticism of TikTok and like a sort of boring old fogey thing to say of like oh it's just this app where people are repeating the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again and it's like no they're not media you know that Mm -hmm. it's like so interesting that's like a conversation with like a phrase or a piece of art and it's it definitely is like boring a lot of the time but it is like that's the point you know of engaging with stuff and that's what we've been doing you know right like storytelling and not every concept can be a banger like you have to have boring misses like this nina the killer i think was honestly a a total miss Mm -hmm. but that's okay (laughs) because the genre in itself gave us the spirit of other things that i think will like i honestly think russian sleep experiment or whatever will continue to pop up on the internet for like the next 10 years totally oh it's so fun i love like I love these little like stories and myths that we create yeah. and we like are going to be there forever. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the idea of like hand games, like kids are still doing pretty much the same hand games that we were. That is crazy. It's so sick. It's so cool. And it's like who, this is like oral history that's yeah. happening here. How, I mean, and like who teaches them that stuff? I yeah. Know. Do they still do Ring Around the Rosie? Because I thought that was I mean, absolutely. Well, it, it's literally the yeah. Like, like, <laughs> um, no, they're still, that's hitting. That's a classic. That's a classic. Because it's not very fun either no i mean i don't feel like it's much of a game it's just kind of like a spooky little chant <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> what do you do <laughs> yeah you fall um, down i don't think that the hand games are as racist anymore i feel there was one that was like indian chief and it had some like different eyes going on they i heard a version of that that is not not like that anymore what about miss mary mac 
I mean, sure. Still there for sure. That's that one is like written down. Like that one is is in the big book of nursery rhymes. Mm. To bring it back though to the lost episode, so this is what they're defined as. It says they are written as an anecdote by the author about an unaired or missing episode of a television show they unintentionally found catching it late at night during its first and only airing finding it on an old vhs tape or even being a part of the production crew or studio that aired the show and so this is already like it's saying like just a lot of it is the like inherent sort of fear of like not being able to archive stuff too, mm, which is really yeah. cool. Like the idea of like things being lost. And I'm sure that as there's like new versions of this kind of myth, they'll be like, oh, they were like a part of this, you know, like social media forum that then got taken down or whatever. And now That's there's no, one. like they're not on the Wayback Machine or whatever. It <laughs> sounds way worse than yeah. VHS. So it like maybe won't happen like that. But I do think it's like cool that it's like the fear there is the idea of like art being scrubbed so yeah. easily, you know. Um, and but if art isn't being scrubbed, then there's no mysteries to discover, you know. You got to keep things hidden so that there's something to. Well, these are fake, it. you know. Well, but yeah, um, I don't think we should advocate for the scrubbing there's, of art. I'm just. We're saying, not book burners it here. Itself to the. Yeah. yeah, we're not book burners. No, it's true. <laughs> Unless it's really hard to weed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's the episode is almost always crude, low budget in appearance, and disturbing in nature, deviating heavily in tone and subject matter from the original show. Themes of death, murder, torture, suicide, depression, and other macabre topics are common. Mm. If the show is animated or made with puppets, they're often described as being low quality or hyper realistic, and sometimes it'll imply that the characters or events are somehow real or more detailed than a typical Ooh. TV show budget would allow. There was one about like Disney, like evil Disney and mascots that were then like clearly sort of like real creatures and then were taking their own heads off. Like Spy Kids or something. You know how Yeah, is, mm-hmm. that was really scary. Yeah, uh, that was very scary as a child and how the dad turned into his own drawing. I... Oh no! It was they made the kid do the drawing. Yeah, I know. they oh, made yeah, the kids yeah, yeah. do the drawing of what the fucked up parents would be like. That oh, torture. So sad. And he was a fan, and now he's married to Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's talk about lore. Ben Drowned is one of these. This is yeah. a creepypasta about the Legend of Zelda. I've um, never played that. I don't really know anything. I've never about played it either. Yeah. I know that it's more about Link. That's what people say. Like it's, it's more about Link? Oh, okay. Zelda, but it's about <laughs> Link. Got it? I don't know. Okay, Vendrown, also known as Majora's Mask, is a scary creepypasta story written by Jerusalem. It's about a young man who comes across a bootleg cartridge of the Nintendo 64 game, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. When he plays the game, he begins to suspect it's haunted by the ghost of a boy named Ben. And get this been fucking drowned how would that have anything to do with his video game if he did drown why would his ghost well whatever let's hear the story let's let it roll i mean the story's gonna be incredibly long yeah okay so he's playing this game link see i told you it's about link link started to make weird animations i had never seen him do he would flail his arms around or spasm randomly the screen would cut to the happy mass salesman smiling again for a brief moment before i was face to face with that statue again 
I skip to the middle, so there's some things that we don't know are happening. It's a <laughs> yeah. I ended up running into this game sounds awesome. Ended up running into the Swordmaster's dojo and he and ran to Hebrack. This guy needs a copy editor. I don't know why, but in my panic, I wanted some kind of assurance I wasn't alone. To my dismay, I found no one, and I turned to leave. The statue cornered me in the cubby hole in the back. I tried attacking the statue with my sword, but to no avail. Confused and backed into the corner, I stared at the statue and waited for it to kill me. Suddenly, the screen flashed again to the happy mass salesman, and Link turned to face me, standing upright as a mirror image of the statue and looking at me with his copy, literally staring at me. Whatever was left of the fourth wall was completely shattered while I ran out of the dojo, terrified. Suddenly, the game worked me into an underground tunnel. The reverse oh. song of healing queued up again as I was given a brief moment of rest before the statue started appearing again, this time aggressively. So this seems kind of like um classic Black Mirror thing going on where the game is now real life. Yes. Jumanji. FYI. I could only take a few steps before it would be summoned behind me again. I hurriedly made my way out of the tunnel and appeared in the southern clock town. As I ran aimlessly in a sheer panic, a redhead suddenly screamed and the screen faded to black. Dawn of a new day and one, 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 one <laughs> appeared again. Yeah, so all these strange things are happening. He sucked into the game. The game is real. The mm -hmm. game is haunted. And like this is very clearly like yeah. fan art yeah. because it's so detailed about the game. <laughs> yeah, you and prepared. There's so it. many characters. We got yeah. Skull Kid. There's a lot going on. I know the okay. town. So I think we're able to leave the game now. Okay. I quickly hit reset, and when the game booted up again, there was one more save file added below. Your turn, Ben. That save file is right back where it was before I deleted it, and the. <laughs> Like, shut the fuck up about it. And the stone tower temple with the moon almost crashing. I turned the game off at that point. I'm not superstitious, but this is way too screwed up, even for me. I haven't played it at all today. I didn't get any sleep last night. I kept hearing the reverse song of healing in my head and couldn't get past the sense of dread I felt while exploring the clock town. I think this is kind of like a, a plea to the audience. And that's why your mother wants you to turn off your video games after 30 minutes. Too detailed about the game. I'm, I'm not interested in that, but I think for someone that has played the game, it would be really fun for them. And that's kind of the vibe of all of that. Yeah. You yeah. don't like it so much? I didn't love it. I mean, I think it, it was a good example of like how you blend media to create new media, which is cool. And I like that. I didn't mm -hmm. like the story. I don't care for that particular video game or no. video games in general. Whatever. And it's like, it's so weird if you're being trapped in a video game because it's like, just stop playing it. Right. And it just, just seemed like he had a lot of agency there. Mm -hmm. And like that narrative could have been a lot shorter. But yeah, either way. cyberbullying exists? Turn off the computer. Classic Tyler Creator quote. We have moving forward. What is the future of creepy? Yeah, tell me. What is the future? Well, I'm... One thing that I thought was interesting is I was on the Creepypasta wiki and they have some rules, which shows kind of how this forum has gotten so popular and now they need to really like, and I feel like there was a point where they were like, more, more, share more. Now they're like, all right, relax, we got too much. No SCP pages. Stories inspired by SCP are allowed as long as they don't follow the SCP formula too closely. I don't know what SCP is. What? You have that? Oh, yeah. Oh, but I don't really understand. It's like, it's... SCP is like a... Can we look up with the acronym? Oh my God, you <laughs> literally put it in the dot. I know, it's like a specimen that they're studying and like a fake, like, um, what was that movie? The Cabin? 
cabin oh, in the woods. Oh, oh yeah, woods. yeah. I love it's that. It's like in- where how they have all the monsters and all the places. That's what SCP is. Okay. So secure protect secure protect. Secure <laughs> contain protect. protect. So it's kind of like this is like a continued fiction of like a world, an organization of all the little Goblins, in the world, yeah, yeah, to yeah, come and be protected. It's actually exactly what Cabin in the Woods was. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, but they don't want to be making stories about that anymore. No lost episode pastas or any stories centered on real shows and movies. Oh, any television stories should be centered on fictitious shows or generic shows. For example, the news or soccer game. Hmm. No OC fact sheet pages so information about original characters jeff inspired stories now count as jeff spinoffs and are dealt with accordingly <laughs> see jeff inspired stories for further information they're tired there's jeff too stories. many jeffs okay no more theory pastas for specific movies and tv shows or video games you can still post theories about other things but not specific shows games or characters mm-hmm. so a lot of this is really targeting the lost episode or like the spinoff idea they think i feel like they want more original content. I think that's cool. I mean, because not everybody needs to post a creepypasta. There shouldn't be 10 zillion ones. People should be spending more time creating concepts that then are completely unique rather than recycling mm-hmm. the same formula where it's like a lost Teletubbies well, episode, a lost Simpsons episode, a lost, you know, it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. You were just saying really recently how it's like so nice that TikTok can be like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But also, limitations push the human mind further. Yeah, and so one way that we're being pushed, the the hottest new creepypasta, which is not that new, mm. 2019, but this was the pretty new. most recent one I could see, is this idea of the back rooms. And I feel like this really shows the new era of creepypastas. Okay. It's edgy. It's sort of a little more abstract. No fucking faces. No more of those ugly-ass smiles. No more of those big eyes. We're tired. Um, no people at all, actually. Hmm. And so that's kind of interesting. Style. A very skinnamering, very liminal space. Mm-hmm. Um, so on May 12th of 2019, the original backrooms image of a corridor with an oppressively bright strip light, manila walls, and no furniture was posted on 4chan X paranormal board in response to a request for images that were unsettling or just felt a bit off. So I feel like this picture, would you like to see the picture, Nina? Yes, I would. You might recognize it. It's been, you know, passed around. But what's really interesting about this picture and, like, the direction of internet horror now is that it's kind of nothing. Uh, yeah, okay. Would you like to describe this picture? It looks like an empty office space with um, a retro wallpaper and carpeting. Yeah, so it's not like there's no gore, there's no people at all, there's nothing outwardly scary. It's very, like... It's honestly kind of a nice room. Hmm. I mean, the lighting is horrible. It's a regular office lighting. It's fluorescent. Yeah. It looks like a dentist. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's carpets in there. It's not a great room. It's not ideal. I mean, it's not ideal. And it's strange because it does seem like it's like going on forever. You can't really see. Mm-hmm. There's no windows, which is also very skin rank. Yeah. No windows, no doors. So there is like, there's, there's an yeah. unsettling nature, but it's very, it's not a basement. It's nothing like, not a forest. You know, yeah. We're moving now to the, the horror of the mundane. Ooh. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, so then it created this text out of it. This was posted on this this forum for just images that are unsettling. And then the myth spun out from there. The first original text is as such, which I will read. Mm. 
if you're not careful and you no clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms where it's nothing but the sink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby because it sure as hell has hurt you. Ooh. And that's it. And then as such, there's been many spinoffs and theories about it. Okay. But I feel like that's a pretty good piece of writing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's nice. I don't know. I think it's interesting that like that is very much just like sitting in the discomfort. And it is this idea of like, you know, the, the worst hell now is not Russian sleep experiment, but it's just kind of like continued bureaucracy or whatever. I was going to say it's very, um, very Kafka esque. Uh, no, I was going to make something, say something way dumber. Skinny Brad Pitt movie. Huh? The Skinny Brad Pitt movie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. No. Oh, Fight Club. Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. <laughs> very Fight Club. That's the office in Fight Club. Mm. <laughs> you know, I've never seen Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I think that's the future of it. And, and there has been, I was going to say, like, TikTok, there's been a lot of people like sort of telling stories on TikTok. There was this thing where people were like all working together to make this like fake car movie in the comments of TikTok. I don't know. I feel like that's the future of it. It's mm. it's happening live, it's happening, you know, in creative ways. And yeah. the horror is more more subdued, which you I like. You could do a creepypasta live stream on TikTok and it's like you just walking through a weird space. Yeah, that would be good. That would be interesting with live streams too because they really, do, I mean, I see the craziest ones. I see yeah. ones that kind of yeah. are very haunted and they're not, but I've, I've been getting this one where it's just like a bunch of people in some place in Asia at like a toothbrush factory or something and they just have piles and piles of toothbrushes. I don't like that one. I've gotten it a few different times. Damn. Yeah, once um, you look at them, they keep coming. Yeah. They know you. They see you back. I know. They see you back. That would be so sc- That's a That's- good one if you have one and then they just look up and then they're like, I like your room. And they start saying specific things in your room and they start like commenting live on you. Wait, have you seen the guy who goes into people's TikTok lives and he screenshots a photo of their face and then. Oh, um, he like, like edits it. Like glasses and makes yeah, it like a man or something. Like, and then, oh, are you my dad? He just says like, I think we kind of look a little. <laughs> and then they like look at it and they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Um, Make it more scary. Definitely. Yeah, there's the one where people, <laughs> I like this one, there's a woman who will just like comment on them and be like, oh, do you have diabetes? And then people get really confused. I think oh. they'll be like, oh, I love your video, pretty hair. Do you have diabetes? <laughs> and they'll so be like, wait, why? <laughs> yeah. You're giving diabetes vibes. <laughs> kind of seems like just calling someone fat. Yeah, I, I think she like doesn't do it to fat people. It's like more strange. Mm. Maybe she'll be like, oh, does you have a family history of diabetes? Like it's just very off guard. It's always sort of in like a compliment sandwich, but like not not a full sandwich, just kind of like two. Then ending with diabetes. No one better comment that on this. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, also I'm excited about, you know, the, the realms of horror in the future. And I would love to get some Nina Olivia fan art, deviant art yeah. stories going. Nina and Olivia the Killers. I mean, you got to change your name. <laughs> Nina the Killer is taken. I'm going to kill Nina the Killer. And oh, my Nina God. the Killer Killer. That's so good. Nina the Killer of Nina, Nina the, the killer, killer. Nina the Killer. Yeah, Nina the Killer Killer. 
something like that. Mm-hmm. There's room for this to expand. Okay, well, yeah. write us with your theories, your sick and twisted theories, and your spinoffs, and let us know which one of us is more scary. All right, bye bye.